Hi, welcome back to the second episode of Low-Key Genius. I am your host, Kiana, at kiana.m, triple J, on Instagram. Also at Low-Key Genius on Instagram as well. And we have a very special guest here today, a very multifaceted, very amazing woman in all her respects, um, Jalea. Hi, everyone. My name is Jalea. Um, I go as Kimoma on my social media platforms. My tag is Kim on the run. Um, the the is D-A. Awesome. Um, Jalea, most people don't know you as Jalea on social media, of course. Like, a lot of people know you as either Kimoma or Kim on the run. Like, tell us a little bit about that. So my real name is Jalea, and on occasion, you may catch me on my story, you know, telling people my real name because I don't know how I feel about people calling me Kim. I'm, I'm starting to accept it now, but the origin of my name being Kimoma is because my late aunt, who I was very, very close to, her middle name was Kimmy. So I took Kim and I put Oma at the end of it, which stands for of modern art. So everything is like in respect to my aunt, you know, it's an honor to her. That's why when people call me Kim, it's like, I am not her, I'm Jalea. But I understand because I don't publicize my real name. So it's cool. Awesome. Um, that's a lot to unpack. Honestly, we just thought you was going by a different name. No. As simple as that. <laughs> it's my aunt. But for those of you that don't know Julia or Kim, as we would speak, um, she's amazing in all of her respects. And I say all of her respects because she does a ton of different things. She is like a ton, a ton of different things as one person, as a creative. So she like totally doesn't limit herself. But she's a photographer, a videographer, a newly announced creative director of Noma, which is an amazing brand that we will get into later. Um, she's a chef, amazing chef. Sis just made me a whole biscuit and it was amazing. Amazing chef. And she is heavily, heavily, heavily involved with music in a way of like her own playlists or just simply just putting everybody on to artists that we don't normally listen to in all genres, both futuristic, back in the day, all type. But Julia is honestly super multifaceted and that's why this intro was so long for one. <laughs> so Julia, I really want to talk about these playlists because honestly, like let's what like what's up? What's with the playlist? Because <laughs> I love it. Honestly, you've got a playlist for every mood, every season, every yeah. time in your life, every sort of nostalgic event, every mood, once again, because <laughs> a playlist could have you going from I'm a whole dub to like my battery is in my back and I'm in my bag and That's it's lit. True. So tell us about these playlists. So I started doing playlists about a year ago. Um, I wasn't taking it too serious back then. I just got tired of constantly having to do play next on Apple Music. You know how you have that future. I got tired of doing that. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just make a playlist. And I used to make playlists back in the day when I had an iPod Classic. But then, I, I don't know, I just stopped. So last year, but last year was 2000, 2018 is when it really started time flies um so 2018 i started making playlists i actually started with new or blissed and it was just yeah i stuff, remember that one yes it was just stuff that i wanted to hear you know new or bliss st started first and then um i believe 
I did Honda Civic Nights. I started that second. And then I did Jones in. And every playlist is just an emotion. Like, it's just an emotion. It's a, a time period that I am in my life. Like, New or Bliss is the only playlist that I would say is not based off of emotion. New or Bliss is strictly dedicated to black artists, artists that are coming up, artists that are already known. You know, it's just me paying respect to these artists. And it's music that I really like. It, it's an everyday playlist that I can listen to continuously. And I just want everybody to enjoy it. That's awesome. And it obviously sounds like you have a ton of intention behind when you create these playlists. Um, Every time. What's your favorite or like your top three favorite that you've created? <sighs> top three though? Wow. Top three favorite or the people's favorite, whichever one. I can do both. I can do both. So top three, I have to say Honda Civic Nights. Boy, that playlist really got me through some things. <laughs> that is, that's a playlist. Um, Honda Civic Nights. Sage. Sage is a big one for me. I play that a lot, and I play Nights a lot. Those are the top three, but when it comes to people's favorites, I see a lot of people like New York Bliss. They like Volume 1, and they like Volume 2. A lot of people haven't really tapped into Volume 2 as yet, but they're slowly realizing what's up. Um, <laughs> a lot of people like Honda Civic Nights. That, that was a, That's the biggest playlist. That's a major one. Um, yeah, that one has like a ton of songs on yes. it. Yes. Like, yeah <laughs> um and lastly what do i see people lastly people navigate to sage sage and jonesen i would say would be a tie that people navigate towards all right what's i think what was the inspiration behind moon goddess oh i'm in my bag i'm in my bag I, like. I mean that one for me honestly was like oh shit like we here we yeah here. that was like a, a real level up moment yeah that that's exactly how i felt I've, 2020 started no bullshit and i gotta be on my shit and i'm like i'm a fucking moon goddess you know i'm always out at night and i'm always i'm spiritual but i'm not i wouldn't jack that i'm all into that whole spirituality world but i have a sense of it so you know a lot mm -hmm. of times when i'm out i see the moon I be talking to the moon. <laughs> if we're being very honest here, I, I talk to the moon when I'm walking. Like I say my affirmations, you know, I be walking, listening to these playlists, testing them out, I'm smoking, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, nah, I'm a moon goddess. I'm always out with the moon. I have like I have a whole camera roll of pictures of the moon of me just being out. And I felt like 2020 is no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I, it, 2020 gives me the feeling of back 2020 feels like 2010 when good fridays was coming out and shit was gravy like when shit was cool that's why on that post the last picture is a picture of kanye kid cuddy big sean and mr hudson because mm -hmm. they were so hungry at that time it was they were so hungry shit was popping off shit was great that is moon goddess shit is popping off shit is great we about to make it this year is ours I fuck with it. And <laughs> I think another one that had, like, the people, the people being me, one of the people, was, like, just a little dazed and confused vibes, but also, like, I'm still running with you was boy fuck you. <laughs> that was an interesting one. Like, what was the inspiration behind that playlist? A lot of people, you know, you, you get online and you read some shit and you assume that you know what it is. Boy fuck you is completely Far from what everybody thinks it is so like I said I'd be out at night so um, 
I was out. I got an area that I go to to go smoke. And when I went one night, the there was construction there. They cut off my whole area. I was like, are you shitting me? I was like, boy, fuck you. And that's legit how it started. So, And it was so funny because earlier that day I had saw a tweet. And the girl ended the tweet by saying, boy, fuck you. Like some, I can curse. Oh, some nigga did some nigga shit and she was just like boy fuck you so when I saw the construction I was like boy fuck you like you fucking up my whole shit so every night for like maybe two weeks maybe close to a month because I always sit on playlists for a very long time before I release them I would take a picture and I'll post it I mostly post it on my close friends and I'll, I'll write in really small words boy fuck you but people people weren't clicking it I was taking a picture of the construction site mm -hmm. and I was putting boy fuck you and I was putting pictures of where I was walking because now my whole route was changed so I just kept posting boy fuck you and every song that I would listen to that I was like now nah, I want to hear this song tonight I want to hear that song tonight that was what was put on the playlist yeah and people think that it was like legit a boy and I was like nah fuck that nigga no somebody fucked up my route where I walk <laughs> they fucked nah, up my I routine think as you kept telling the story on your close friends like we kept getting it and at the same time I think I was just like I was running with it totally cause I'm like in that same mood of like sometimes life just be on some like boy fuck you yes <laughs> like, very much so <laughs> nobody's trying to let you like rock how you rock mm -hmm. so it's just like Real big boy fuck you energy. There so you I go. totally feel that. Um, what would you say are like some of your favorite artists that are on any of these playlists? Oh, Just like child. top five. Forgive me in advance from now. Let me just put a disclaimer. My pronunciation is not perfect. But I put a lot of new upcoming artists out there. And I tweet about them as well. And I just want everybody to listen to them. So um, my favorite right now, every single day I listen to this man. He, I can be in a funk. And this man gets me out of that funk. He is on every playlist that I've recently released. Even the ones I've updated. I found some way to incorporate him. His name is She Chi Accrue. Let me spell it. C-H-E space E-C-R-U. And um, I found him like last year November and I just instantly fell in love and then I found out that Drake actually sampled him for no guidance that's him mm. in the the beginning yeah his song before I die got sampled and he's just amazing so I, I put him on every playlist and there's another guy his name is was I on key he's great um K Forrest great um who else who else do I really like Santi Santi had the album of the summer in 2019 and nobody really talked about it. Um, there's just so many artists. I'm pretty sure if you go through my Twitter, you, you would find me bigging up a lot of artists. Um, Eli Soustry, I think that's how you say his name. He's great. Um, there's this girl named Umi. I hope I'm saying it right. You oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. There's so many underground artists that people don't even realize. But don't worry though, because New York Bliss is specifically designed for that reason. And I have another playlist that's coming out. I'm still debating when I'm gonna drop it. I'm still in that energy. Um, Do you want to give us a sneak peek about that? Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, it's it's a name in French. Um, my French is very bad. It's to joys. I'm probably butchering that as all get out, but it's cool. And it, it means still. And mm. the whole playlist is I'm still listening to smooth shit. I'm still listening to R&B. R&B's mm. still alive. Oh, another guy. 
Oh, I I'm so sorry. I apologize a thousand times. My pronunciation is trash. Mulherin. Mulherin. It's M-U-L-H-E-R-I-N. R-I-N. And I have him. He's on missing. He's on missing. Okay. He's on it's a group, actually. It's two people. He's on missing. They're on nights. And they're on a couple of other plays. They're on a place I'm about to drop. Smooth R&B. Man, those guys are smooth. They're great. They're so <laughs> great. But yeah, those are, those are the artists that I'm messing with right now. I love that. I love that you have like so much behind each playlist. It's and I think that that's, that's what makes it so interesting. It's not just a playlist. It's not just like, you know, most people just create a playlist because like they you don't want to keep hitting next. You don't want to keep mm-hmm. leaning out the shower to like change a song real quick so like most people just create a playlist for that but i love how you created like this intention behind each playlist and like i think that's why everything about it just speaks to so many people it's like the artwork that you've done behind it like the graphics that you've put for each playlist i think that that like for me that's what makes it like oh shit like this is what gives the mood it's personal every playlist is personal besides the noir bliss collection every playlist is personal it's the energy that i was going what is katamoy katamoy it's actually pronounced katoy moy katoy moy and in japanese that means unrequited love and when i say this is probably the most personal one to me um i have broken this playlist up in actually phases and if you listen to a couple of if you listen to my playlists without shuffle you'll realize that there's a lot of transitions in it Katao Moi is broken up into about four phases and each phase describes a feeling for the songs I was listening to when I was actually like romantically, well not romantically, but I really liked somebody, you mm-hmm. know, so it starts off like really techno-y like house music you know but if you listen to the lyrics then you know what's going on you know what's up so it, it starts off real tech, techno techno e. <laughs> And then it transitions into sort of like a feeling of confidence and knowing who you are and just reflection. And then we go right back into, oh, I'm in love again and I'm feeling like this and oh shit, this didn't work out. But you want to know what, thank you for the experience. Everything's fucking great. You know, it's just, it's just a reflection of previous relations with people that are no longer around, you know, I had to let that energy go. So I had to put that out. I had to put that out. It's a good playlist, though. That's a great playlist. There's, I have She Crew on there, and I have Eli on there, and there's this transition between That's My Baby and Coffee Bean that, yo, that mm. hits me every time. I can't listen to That's My Baby by She and not want to hear Coffee Bean by Travis Next. Like, it, th- there's really a story if you listen to the songs. Totally. To I think, like, a lot of the time, also, people what what people miss in playlists is, like, the transitions of each song and like they how, shuffle. how each song like the song before that it's it's a beautiful like segue into the next one and that's why like i think be- listening to playlists in the order that it was created is like honestly really important and like you should totally try to do that yes like, putting it on shuffle just because it got all your favorite songs is cool and everything but like to listen to those transitions and to listen to how each song segues into like how one song you feeling this way and the next song got you totally feeling like a level up from what you was feeling before i feel like it's a little bit dangerous to play my playlist on shuffle if it's the first time you're listening there's only a couple of playlists that i can 
say it's cool to shuffle. Noir Bliss Volume 1 and 2, definitely cool to shuffle. Um, Sugar Lovin', definitely cool to shuffle. Um, Nights, that's okay to shuffle. But, like, I would say Katao Moy, Missing, um, Boy Fuck You, Sage. Sage is something that I would not shuffle. Not if the intention for Sage is like a ritual, it's a relaxing playlist, it's a calming playlist. I started off with a meditation song and I ended with a meditation song as well. You know, we start off with meditation, you transition into a little bit of gospel, and then we get into the nitty gritty of what life really is. You know, a little R&B, a little hip hop, a little a little lofty music. Mm-hmm. And I even put jazz in there too. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> I mean, it's very clear that like music has done a lot for you yeah. in life. How would you say that like it's affected you like you personally? How would you say that like from Julia maybe like I don't know, 7 years ago, 8 years ago was affected by music to like how Julia now is affected by music. Music is really what changed my life. Music is really what kind of got me into doors. So, so not doors, but got me into relationships because I'm a shy person. I don't really talk, but people know that I like good music. So that that's always a conversation. It's always a conversation of, did you hear this album? Did you listen to this single? Do you know this artist? You know, I remember back in like middle school, people were borrowing my iPod for like periods at a time. Like I would not have my own iPod. I want to <laughs> listen to my iPod at gym and I let somebody else borrow it. You know, I got to hunt somebody before I got to get on the school bus to get my iPod back. You know, like it, it was just that whole thing. Music just opens me up. And it, and it helped me articulate my feelings better. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I would say. It really helps me understand what I'm feeling. Because you can't always talk to somebody like that. And it's so scary. Because I was telling myself the other day, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, how did my life turn into so many Drake songs? And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, I was listening to this shit back then. And I couldn't, I couldn't relate to it as much as I relate to it now. I'm just like, nah. Like, Days in the East? I was just like, damn. I fucked with it when it first dropped, but now I'm like that nigga was spitting. I was listening to I was listening to um, what is it? Blood on the Leaves by Kanye. Oh, I was like, don't yo. even, don't even get me like, started. Yo, I feel like Jesus hits so much more now that you're an adult. Like you know, so much more now in such a different way. It's just like I'll listen to like Blood on the Leaves or just like like I'll listen to Bound and be like, damn, like I want to feel that. For somebody. So much love like, he had. And exactly. you know that it was, it was Kim that he, he was like madly in love with. But he it's still It's just is. like, Jesus hits so different now. So it I does. totally believe you. It, it's amazing when you look back and you reflect. That's why some playlists, like, I don't put new music on all playlists. It'd mm-hmm. be a lot of like old stuff. It'd be some deep cuts from artists that you didn't even know they put out that track. You know what I'm saying? Because right. music is just so timeless. It's so limitless. But yeah, it just helped me articulate my feelings, got me through some things. Totally. I think we can all like say that for music anyway, but like just different artists in general. Oh, yeah. Who do you feel like is, I guess, like <laughs> a few artists that have just like spoke to you in a totally different way? Kid Cudi, hands down, first off. I could have guessed that. Yo, listen, nobody was a bigger fan of Kid Cudi than me at all, Okay. I can tell you stories. I cleaned my brother's bedroom to get his signed Kid Cudi poster. I cleaned that man's room. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
I cleaned his room. Um, we do not endorse this on Loki Genius, <laughs> by the way. I- Listen, I was about, I was in seventh, eighth grade. This was when Man on the Moon had dropped, and my brother met Get Cuddy at Bape because he did a signing there. He came back with that poster, man. I was begging for that poster, and he was like, if you clean my room, I'll let you get it. I was like, what, 12, 11? Somewhere around that age group. Anyway, Kid Cudi definitely hands down. I feel like Kid Cudi doesn't get his flowers. People do not talk about the pathway that he has made for people. It was not cool to listen to Kid Cudi. It was never Yo, I used to get clouded. I used to get clouded. People automatically labeled you as emo. They thought some shit was going on with you, this, that, and the other. But Kid Cudi was spitting facts. And I think people are starting to realize it now because... They're going through real life. But Kid Cudi for sure. Erica Badu, she was another one that got me. Mama's Gun, 10th grade. Mama's Gun and freshman year. Those That was the album that really got me. Kanye is big up there. Kanye, Kid Cudi, Erica Badu. The Dream. The Dream. The Dream. I, I know you're a Dream fan. The I Dream. Think, I think if you don't love The Dream, like, who like you don't got no emotion like who are you really like if you don't appreciate the dream for all that he's like let's not even just talk about like the dream and his own music because the dream and other people's music is just as important just like kanye and other people's music yeah like the dream is just he's important like Mm -hmm. we we stand (laughs) nobody nobody really realized the the effect he has you know and i'm gonna say this too you realize the effect a artist has when he connects with another artist. From the time that the Dream connected with Kanye, they first started working. From my knowledge, Watch the Throne. Every project after that, the Dream has had some type of hand in. Every project. I don't know about Jesus, but I know that Pablo he was in on that. You know what I'm saying? That's the same with Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi came around Kanye around Eight Ways and Heartbreaks. Kid Cudi has an influence on every single Kanye project after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Dream's influence is so huge. That man can make a hit. That man can make a hit. His catalog alone is great. I can tell you every single project from The Dream. I done met this man. I love this man. I was I was in sixth grade stealing my brother's love-hate CD of The Dream and playing it on my CD player on my way to to school. I remember this so clearly. I love that man. He's he's just an astounding astounding artist who is also Virgo. Yes, love that. Um, Shout out to Virgos, I guess. No, yes. <laughs> nah, Julia's a Virgo. She a real cool Virgo and whatnot. Shout out to Virgo woman. Let's just get this very straight, very specific. Shout out to Virgo woman because I think all Virgo women are honestly like a real special treat, a real special cup of Hennessy. They are. I, I tell people, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and I can completely understand that. You know what I'm saying? But Virgos are lit. <laughs> All signs are lit. I won't bash, bash nobody. But The Dream was big. Erica Badu, Kit Cudi, Kanye West. I used to have Childish Gambino really up there just because the whole narrative of being a black nerd and not being fully accepted and being... Mm-hmm low-key called weird was um was something that i could completely relate to completely completely but yeah yeah i think like society itself has just grown it uh, has grown a little bit like we won't say too much with just the idea of black people are not one thing 
And yeah. it needs to continue growing in that area of just like black people are not one thing. Black people are like what, however you want to classify it, nerd, jock, whatever, whatever, whatever. But black people are not one thing, period. So like I think a lot of these artists and like Kid Cudi, Childish Gambino, Kanye West, like they're all black men, all of a different caliber, mm-hmm. like to say the least. So I think that that has just shown and it has spoke to people in different ways because it's like either you listen to all three of them and you're literally all three of them in a different respect or you listen to one of them and you're like i fuck with him because of this i I think it's more normalized now and you know i i give twitter that twitter definitely has put together the community of black people where black people that were labeled weird are no longer feeling weird because there are others like them you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i see the comments where people are like oh nobody thought she was weird this that and the other and it's just like but that's not how y'all act. Exactly. That's not <laughs> how people acted. It wasn't cool to listen to Drake like that. People forget that. Niggas were not fucking with Drake. It they didn't w- become cool to listen to Drake for a minute. Like, I think Drake like, take was a care sad drops. boy. He was like, a sad boy. You know, nobody wants to hear that. He was that. a sad oh, boy. He can't singing. rap. He's singing. Yeah. People it wasn't not. cool to listen to Drake until he got that beard. So Hello. <laughs> people, people fail to realize that. I think we're at a different time. And, you know, I understand people are still stuck back at then when they were labeled those titles. It's no longer a, a place where you can be labeled like that. A lot of shit that wasn't cool is now cool. A lot of shit. And people... Totally. People, people don't realize that. They're like, no, it's always been like, no, the fuck it has not. It has not. Because if I can remember hanging out with my friends and niggas call me weird because I like Kid Cudi, then you feel me? It's a totally right. different It's a time totally period. different vibe. It, it, it wasn't valid back then. I don't even know what niggas was listening to back then, to be honest, because I was, I was so out of it. I mean, like, so many artists have just, like, transitioned from, like, back when Kid Cudi wasn't cool, and now it's, like, Their sound everybody is completely loves different, Kid Cudi. So, like, so many artists have just transitioned. That's very true. It's growth, though. It's growth. It's, it's a learning lesson, you know. I'm not shaming nobody. You know what I'm saying? We are where we are now, and that was the past. Right. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to pay that path, pave that way. He did a great job. Shout out to him. I love him. I and let me mark this right now. I will work with Kikuti one day. I don't know which way, however, but me and Kikuti. Okay, work. speak it into his. You existence. feel me? If there's Hello. a tribute about Kikuti, y'all hit my line. <laughs> <laughs> speak that into existence. We love that. Oh, totally. I mean, and also like you go to a ton of shows. Yeah. Tell, like, let's not forget this. <laughs> Tell the people like not no no for real though. Like Julia is at every artist show. Like the amount of concerts, the amount of small shows, big shows that you've been to that I've seen alone. How long I know like it was like high school. Yeah, like you've been to so many shows. What is like what was that for you? Why do you feel like that was, like, your thing that you wanted to do? I've been to, like, over 30 concerts, and um, I've been to a couple of festivals. Concerts just became my thing, like, if we're being honest, I stopped fucking with people in my high school. I stopped fucking with them. I, I, I wasn't really relating to them like that, and I wanted to go to concerts, and nobody really wanted to go to concerts. Nobody really had that freedom, and I wasn't about to wait on nobody, you know what I'm saying? I really fuck with these artists. I need to be there, live and direct. Like, that, I just felt a thrill. Like, I started going when I was, like, 16. I went to Afropunk first, and I just felt a thrill being in that same vicinity 
as artists that I really fuck with and then being around people who who know these words because a lot of people didn't listen to what I listened to in high school so here I am in a crowd full of people that actually fuck with it and I was always the youngest oh I was always the youngest that was in there and um it was cool though it was cool I don't go to concerts as much as I used to Mm -hmm. I much rather I feel like concerts has definitely been something that's super super popular now like everybody be at the concerts and I'm tired of waiting on lines. Like, the general <laughs> mission is just too much for me. I think I'm too old now to be waiting outside to see an artist, you know. Do you I... ever brought VIP tickets? Oh, yes. Girl, what? To Let's... see who? Uh, I brought VIP to see Future. I brought VIP to see ASAP Ferg. Um, I brought VIP for who else? I've done it a couple of times because I was just like, I'm not waiting on party next door. Yeah. Um... I was like, I'm not waiting. Damn, we got PDC party. This was before party. This was when party next door. Um, one had dropped. It was it was way before um, anything. I think this no party next door two had dropped, and that's when he came. It was at Irving Plaza. It wasn't crazy though. It wasn't crazy at all. That was when shit was cheap then. Now these artists sure. are like really big. I remember Gambino tickets was like thirty dollars, bro. I remember <laughs> that shit. That shit is bread now. Of course, it, it's Hella super bread. super bread. Hella bread. Um, favorite concert or like a few of your favorite concerts I'll say festival for one something in the water was definitely a wonderful experience I will say that that's oh you went okay being being on a beach and concert yo when Travis came out I went with my brother and his friends Travis came out I jumped my ass on this table that they had and I was screaming the words and stuff like that and I was just like yo this is and I was so shocked that I was so I, I just felt so free and I was with my brother because I'm like oh this is my brother he doesn't really know how I get down at concerts but I was <laughs> I was lit in the spot so something in the water is definitely one of my favorites um uh who else that's so crazy I've been to so many you would think that I have a true favorite the dream oh the dream the dream switches up show. yo he switch he switches it up and he 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 um crossfades his music and stuff like that. I, I really like the dream show. He he does a great job. There's so many other good performers that it's really just slipping me right now. I'm trying to think. I've seen Erica Badu a couple of times, but I wouldn't put her as my my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, what was like the worst festival show experience? The worst? Oh, it wasn't the worst, but it it was the only one that I ever had to leave. I saw Father. One time at Sobes, bro, when I tell you my pants were soaking wet of sweat, it was hot in the spot. Like people were going crazy. I had to dip. I was just like, I cannot even stand her anymore. Like he already did like a couple of songs that I liked and I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. So that that say is one. Um, I saw Superboy and he was lit. He was lit. I almost lost my wallet in a mosh pit. I saw a Travis Scott. Yo, when I saw a Travis Scott, this was when, this was the days before the rodeo tour. And, um, bitch, I thought the the ceiling was about a cave-in. Like, I thought the floor <laughs> was about a cave-in. We was at Webster Hall. I did VIP for Travis. There you go. Yeah, I met Travis that day, too. Um, and I was, I was on the upper level. And when mm-hmm. I tell you people were jumping, that bitch was shaking. Like, it was shake. I thought we was going to fall through. I was like, nah, y'all walling a little bit too much. Like, but it was lit. It was great. I loved it. I guess, like, how would you say, like, all of these artists have, like, translated 
in in a, any way specific way for you when you're doing what it, what it is you're doing whether it be like photography or like videography I know like last summer you did like your music video project for was that for school yeah, it's just- okay yeah like how how is this all translated into helping you be who you are as your own artist and your own creative it lets me be vulnerable without fully being vulnerable like these artists low-key be a crutch like you know what i'm saying because the the songs that i choose and the artists that i listen to their stories are somewhat similar to mine to the point where i can give you a hint of who i am but still keep that mystery of who i am at the same time so i think i think that's how it all relates back to me I just love these artists, man. Artists are really out here doing the damn thing. And a lot of people don't realize there's so much content out here. There's so much mm-hmm. content and there's so much music. And it, it's really hard to keep up, you know, and that goes back to it New York. It is really list. hard to keep up. And I think, like, that's that's definitely, like, one thing for me. Like, I won't listen to an album sometimes as soon as it dropped because it's like I'm still listening to the album that just dropped a week ago. Hello. So it's like it's so much to keep up with sometimes. Like that shit, honestly, it could get overwhelming to a point where it's like, of course, like you're out people asking like, oh, you listen to so-and-so's project. And I'm very much like, no, I didn't. Cause like, I need a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Give me a minute. I'll or some honest. albums I'm like, I don't love this right now. And then I go back to it later. I'm like, oh no, I fuck with this. Why was not fucking with this At when first. it first dropped? There you go. That's like, um, Don, is it Don Tolliver or Don Oliver? Yeah, Don Tolliver, I think. I didn't listen to his album yet, too. Great artist. I love him. He he does the damn thing, yo. He's doing his thing with Cactus Jack. I'll tell you that. He's doing his thing. But I just haven't gotten around to it. There's, there's so many other artists and there's so many other projects. And when I come upon a new artist, I don't listen to that one album that they have for that one single i listen to everything that they have so it takes me some time to Mm -hmm. actually like you know process it i can't just listen to one song and be like yeah fuck with this you feel me i need Mm -hmm. i need to listen to everything i need and you know you start searching you you go down like a rabbit hole you you Mm -hmm. find the artist you listen to that one song then you listen to their projects you start searching them up but a lot of these new artists don't really have interviews on themselves like that's true that blows minds as well because i'm just like now people need to know what's up with you but yeah Yeah. do you feel like you would ever because i know you're like real into videography and stuff do you feel like you would ever want to go into like making music videos for people and like really doing that i've gotten asked a couple times to do music videos and i'll be honest i just i know the product that i want to put out in a music video and I just feel like I'm not at that stage as yet. I don't think that I have a wide enough budget or the skill set to really produce what I would want to give to the artist. That's why I don't, I don't take those gigs because I'm, I'm not going to take something knowing that I can't fully execute it the way that it deserves to be executed. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I normally turn down music video gigs. Me doing a music video for school was even like, whoa, like, that was my first time editing. And I and I felt kind of bad, too, because I'm like, damn, I turned down these other people and here I am doing a music video myself. <laughs> but I'm willing to to be my own guinea pig. Of course, because, you know, you know, like how you would want to turn exactly. out. You're like only paying yourself the respect in a way. So you know like, what I'm saying? You fuck up. You deal with that yourself. I don't, somebody... don't want to mess with nobody's brand. I don't want to do that to nobody. Exactly. Um. In terms of, like, also videography, I know, like, art shenanigans yeah. used to be a thing. 
for you. So like, what was art shenanigans and why did you do it at the time that you were doing that? Uh, I did art shenanigans when I was like fresh out of high school, fresh out of high school, you know, I had my camera and I just knew that there was a lot of artists that weren't getting spotlight. Art shenanigans really is a, a sequel to a project I did with my internship. I was a senior in high school. I was interning at the Arts of Westchester and they had me do a photo um series like a photo documentary and it was called hidden talent and i went to artists within yonkers shout out to nathan shout out to eliza two kids from riverside high school um and i followed them around and i did like a little photo series for them but then i realized that i wanted it to be more in depth so then i created our shenanigans which originally was two people and then it just became me doing it and I would follow underground artists of any caliber around New York and it's still gonna come back though it's still it's still gonna come back I'm I'm right now I'm working on my videography skills and I'm tweaking mm-hmm. things so I can actually produce what I, I want to produce cinematic good quality content I'm not going to put out anything unless I feel like it's close to that and that's really what be fucking me up because like I get insecure and and the thing about being an artist is that the more you sit on, oh, I need this equipment, I need this material, I need it to look like this, the more time passes you by mm-hmm. and the more you, you, you like mess up yourself. So right now I'm at the point where I'm just like, all right, just do it the best you can and put it out and you're just going to learn from that and you're going to mm-hmm. learn again and you're going to learn again and you're going to get to that visual that you want. But it's not going to happen overnight. And right. it's not going to happen watching two YouTube tutorials on how to do it. It's not. And I'm not even a YouTube tutorial learner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm a hands-on person. So, I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for myself. I just got to get to the shit and get it done. Our shenanigans is coming back. Everything's coming back. Everything's coming back. Just in due time, at my own pace. No, yeah. I think, like, a lot of us as artists, as creatives, whatever you want to call yourself, <laughs> I think we all go through some sort of insecurities, our own insecurities, which we, like, hold ourselves to these like high ass standards because we know what we want we know where we want it to be at but like we totally have to like allow ourselves to grow within our own work and I don't think we realize that enough and I think it it almost hinders us sometimes it definitely does you holding work back you holding ideas back and then next thing you know that person in fucking Timbuktu is like thinking about the same idea at a later point and they're gonna produce it and you sat on that idea for what like you could have just just do it at you know, some point excuse me i had saw a video jerry versace he was like how thoughts are like energy you know energy can't be destroyed or you know created um and i was thinking about how true that is because how is it that so many of us have the same idea to produce a project you know what i'm saying and it could be very similar how how is that possible you just can't sit on your, your own thoughts. You know, you're, you're your own enemy at the end of the day. You right. just got to get over that shit. What's, I know you used to do almost like these, like, I want to say like biographies, these like mini biographies of just like yourself and like your home life and your background. Like what, what was the deal with that? Cause just like you say, like thoughts are like energy. I know you used to put a lot into like these mini biographies where it was just like, it was you. It was very authentic and it was you and you put it out there. But from what I got from what you said, you put it out there because you just didn't want it to be lost. You didn't want these moments to be lost. 
That's crazy. I really be thinking nobody pays attention to me online. I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't think people realize what I do. I feel like I'm such a low-key to myself person. For you to say that is just crazy. That's like my my, um, cousin. Um, It was two of my cousins. One I just recently met and I was showing her. I'm like, yeah, I'm working on a family documentary. Here's a bit of what I did. And my other cousin's like, you don't know how many times I watched this on Instagram. I'm like, what? (laughs) I was like, you was watching that? I was like, I didn't even think that you ever, you know? So basically, really being honest, I think I'm very important. As much as low-key to myself, I am. I think I'm extremely important. I think that I came here and I have a purpose. I feel like I totally I impact people, you know? I feel like I influence people as well. Everybody has this power within them. And I just felt like, you know, ain't nobody fucking recording me. Ain't nobody interviewing me. Ain't nobody, you know, respectfully, you're the first. Um, But (laughs) nobody was doing that. So I'm supposed to fucking wait around? I was like, nah, nah. So I always had it in my head since I was a little girl. Since I was a little girl, I was writing my autobiography, like in Microsoft Word, just writing it down mad stuff that happened. Like you uh, feel I'm me? Julia, I'm ten and I'm important. I could get you <laughs> one of my diaries right now and you'd be like, I'm Julia, I'm this year's old and this is what's going on. Oh my god, I wrote one of my diaries and it was like, I'm on me's and I told everybody that I'm sixteen, but I'm really twelve and I hope they still wanna be my <laughs> friend. Yo, my diary is jokes. It's jokes. I should have a TV show because my childhood is just crazy. And I realized that at a really young age. I'm like, yo, girl, like, you you going through a little son, son. Like, this is important. So I just came up with the idea. I felt like the internet is so infinite that I, I should have my own documentary on there. So I'm working on a few documentaries. I'm working on a documentary on myself, what I'm going through. And I'm working on a documentary of my family. And I'm mostly doing the family one because I hate to say it, but death is real. And I right. would hate to not have any physical memories of my family. I would I would hate to not have any recordings. And mm-hmm. it really triggered me because when my aunt was sick, I didn't have a camera. I was like 11 years old. And I only had a webcam. And she did not want to get on the webcam. She did not want to record anything. And I should have recorded her, and I didn't out of respect for her. But I wish I had something. I wish I right, had. Right, a you physical know? something. I don't to have a voicemail. On. I don't have a video. I don't even have, like, a recent picture before she passed of us together. I don't want to feel that again. Mm-hmm. I don't want my cousins to not know who our family is. I don't want my kids, if I have kids, to not know where they come from. So it's important for me to capture these moments of my grandma, of my grandpa. Like, I'm about to go spend time. I'm planning on spending a week with um, my family members, but in different states because my family's all over. So I have family in St. Thomas. My grandpa's in St. Thomas. I want to go spend a week with him. I got family in Georgia. I want to spend a week with them. Family in Philly, family in North Carolina. I got my dad who's still in Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just need to get this Shout footage. out to your dad. <laughs> I a love that man. Gem. I love that guy. <laughs> I love my mom too. My mom's amazing. Shout out to my mom. You're the best. Um, but uh, I, I just need to have this. You know, it's right. not really for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's for us. But I'm going to show it to everybody because I feel like everybody should do it as well. Everybody should have a documentary about themselves and about their family because they are all special. And I feel like the internet's so infinite, even with YouTube, you're just stumbling on stuff. 
and somebody will stumble against your your documentary and they're going to be able to relate because mm-hmm. there's so many life things that happen that it's it's not like it only happened to you. Some way, some shape or form, somebody's able to relate to that story some way. Something similar happened to them. And it's comforting to have that, to know. That's why we relate to singers and artists who sing about love or sing about depression. I've been there. I know it. Right. Yeah. Make your own documentary. Go get a camcorder. I, I brought a camcorder and I just keep it in my purse. <laughs> Whip it out whenever. Don't be afraid. I think like it's totally, yeah, it's totally important to like, just have something that you like look back on and you're like wow this is where I was or like it's just exciting to see like your growth and your progression as a person like I did somewhat to the same effect like the same thing but it's just like my hair journey that was why haven't I seen this 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 is great though no but this is great content (laughs) but it's just it's it's all about at first it started all about my hair journey and then I would just document like certain thoughts and how I was feeling in that moment about whatever it was that I was doing. And I think it's awesome to I look see back it. on it and be like, yo, like, that's so funny how I thought about that. And I spoke about that. And here I am maybe like a year, two years later. And it's like, I did something to that effect. Or like, I did something to fix what I was like upset about. So I think it's just, it's also important to like, in a weird way, keep track of it. Cause you don't even realize how much actual thoughts or like how many things you lost from back whenever. It's like ideas, like write your ideas down. Like I always encourage people to like write their ideas down because it's like you never know when that idea is going to be useful. Like when I used to write poetry at a certain point, I would like start something and I'd do like maybe four lines of something and I'd be like, ah, this ain't really going nowhere. And then I would come back to it maybe like a year later and be like, let me finish this because I'm back here in the same feeling Mm -hmm. of when I started writing. It's very true. It's like that for playlists. Missing was a playlist that was originally called No Thank You. No, 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 no. I'm lying. It was Immortal. Immortal was No Thank You. And um, Immortal had a totally different vibe to it. Immortal was No Thank You. And it was basically fuck you, leave me the hell alone type of vibe. Mm -hmm. And I created that back in 2018. I dropped Immortal earlier this month. You feel me? You did. That was very recent. You feel me? I went back to it and it was a complete 180 to what I was feeling. It was like, yeah, fuck you, leave me alone, but I'm bigger than this. Mm -hmm. I'm bigger than everything. Moto was really like me battling my anxiety and actually having an epiphany that it's been anxiety that that's put me in this mind frame to think like people are against me and I'm going through all this shit, making shit bigger than what it's supposed to be when in reality... I'm greater than all that. You know, you can beat every obstacle that's put up against you. It, it's, it's something to reflect and reassure. That's, that's probably like a constant theme in like this year's playlist. A lot of reflecting and reassurance like shit's going to be cool. Shit's gravy. I think it's just a constant theme for right now and like what's going on. Yeah. It's like this stillness that we're forced into. Mm-hmm. You have to reflect yeah have you're you? you're forced to like sit with yourself and like you can go on social media like three times in a row you're gonna see the same shit Hello. and just get off your phone and you're gonna come right back to yourself you you gotta reflect and you have reassure. to live with yourself you, exactly you have to live with yourself and i think it's important that like we take out of any time that like the the, the gratitude of that aspect of like having to like really sit having to have time and sit with yourself and like reflect and like okay maybe I want to do this different 
oh, maybe I should try doing this for myself. Like, it doesn't even have to be for anyone else, for anyone else's sake. Do that shit for yourself, like, period. And, and when you do stuff for yourself and when it's so authentic and it's so organic, people fuck with it. I did not think people would really fuck with playlists. Yo, these playlists is real life shit. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, yo, I fuck with this. I really fuck with this song. Like, I got a message earlier today and my friend was like, it, it was from Missing. She sent me Potent by Kay Forrest. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I really love this song. Thank you for putting me on it. I was just like, yeah. But wait, I wanted to go back to the whole energy thing and um keeping a journal and documenting stuff in your picture journal you ever saw that video of little nas and he was just like um it was a year before he was eating papa john's and he was like old time road just dropped you know it's got a couple of listens to it on soundcloud you didn't see that shit bro he actually recorded it and he he came back in the same day that he recorded it he posted another video and he was just like yeah old time road did great like look at him it was, it was just a year you know that's like the other day i was walking and no it was yesterday and that was when my mom told me about this lockdown that they're about to do in new york mm-hmm. and i was like you want to know what this may be the last time i walk this trail in this park let me record so I just I was just talking to the camera. I'm like, yeah, today's March so and so, and I feel like this. This is my view. You know, we're gonna see what happens a year from now. Just just saying what's going on, how I feel. Right. Yeah. And also like, you don't know where you're gonna be when you look back on it, yeah. which I think is so personally exciting for me. Like I didn't know that like just out of these hair videos that I was making. It wasn't even hair videos. I was genuinely sitting there talking to myself about life and. I just came across it like, yo, this is low-key my hair journey in the same (laughs) video. Like, my hair looks completely different now. And it's like, that's so exciting to, like, make this and you don't know where you're going to be, like, way, way later on. And you're listening back to it or, like, watching it back, looking back at photos. And you're like, yo, that's crazy. The change is interesting. That sounds great. Because you're very mysterious. (laughs) So this is is something I want to see. It's just like, I mean, I've done a lot of like different variations of like, I've had a YouTube like mad, mad, mad long ago. What's the the link? The real ones remember. (laughs) Where's the link? (laughs) Someone drop the link. (laughs) The link is very hard to find. But like, it's just like, like I'll look back on these videos and I think it's like, I realized it maybe when I was doing this podcast or when I was like coming across doing it where I was just like, Yo, I used to like sit on YouTube and make like these ranting videos and now here I am like again at this same point It's like I got shit to say like I want to say something or I just want to know like who's thinking this exact thought that I'm thinking Mm -hmm. It's like I'm back at the same point But in a different capacity at a different state because I'm like a completely different person from when I was just on YouTube And like part of me is like damn. I wish I would have stuck with YouTube Like that shit blew up now, but it's like I'm happy for the journey and I'm happy for the way things went because I feel like now it's it's whatever it is that I have to say. It's not just like this meaningless rant about some shit that I don't care about. Like, you know what I, I realized? And this this can only really apply to our age demographic is that we didn't know how crazy shit would have popped off. We was doing a lot of creative shit as kids, but we didn't right. stick to it because I don't know for you personally, but for me personally, the adults in my area, YouTube was something new. Instagram was something new, you know, doing these little things that we do, like making videos on YouTube, that wasn't considered a job. That was considered wasting your time on the computer all day. You know what I'm saying? Being on your phone, recording yourself, 
it was it wasn't considered cool. it was a waste of time exactly now like you're you're messing around right now hello now kids are able to make money off of this and it's it's such a profitable place but it's also like for us there's no there's no blueprint print there's it's not like you're a doctor doctors have been around for years mm-hmm. how many podcasters do you know did you grow up with podcasters around you not exactly <laughs> i don't know any playlist curators i don't know anybody like that right i don't know the right way to go about being a playlist creator what am i supposed to do next am i promoting correctly am i am i releasing my stuff timely like it's such new even ground. like even hair even hair when i was younger i didn't have Bro. like somebody to like look at and be like that person wears their hair curly mm-hmm. and it's natural so it's like i didn't know what to do with it like and I had to like learn and just do it on my own and fail and do it on my own. So it's just like, yeah, totally. When you when you don't see it before you and you don't see anybody that has done it, it's like now you got to take this long ass route and do it yep. yourself. And you don't even know where to go, what to do. You're just figuring it out. It hurts. It, it to me personally, it hurts because it's like, damn, like I can't talk to nobody about this. Don't nobody know what to do. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm lost. Should I stick through with this? And you gotta stick through with it. You got YouTube is a perfect example why you gotta stick through with this. You feel me? <laughs> YouTube is a perfect example. Instagram it follows right behind that, yo. Like, it's cool though. You live and you learn. Totally, totally. Um, I love that. Like, you just have you you have such an energy to you where it's just like you live and you learn. <laughs> like that is that is your energy. Like if I had to umbrella short term it, it's like you live and you learn. How do you feel like you've gotten to that, like, just as you, as a person, not even, like, solely as an artist? How do you feel like you've came to this point where it's just like, yo, you live and you learn? I played victim a lot. I played victim a lot, and I realized that. I realized that I was playing victim, and I realized that some things are out of my control. I realized that some things are in my control. You know, you can't focus on shoulda, coulda, woulda. I just it just snapped in me like you know when you go through like certain heartbreaks when you go through losing friends you just realize like you live and you learn these people are experiences they're here for a little bit of time they're not always gonna be here you can't be mad you can't harbor bad feelings towards it because it was great it was great when it was great so keep saying that it was great you live and you learn you know I learned that Next time that I am put in a situation like X, Y, and Z, how to react better. You know what I'm saying? Don't make it about yourself. Be accountable. Be vulnerable. Communicate. You know, those are the things that I've learned. And I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? I could be saying all this shit, and then I get into an argument with someone, and then I revert back to my old ways. Or I carry it how I am the new person, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a learning experience. Right. I just fucked up the other day, bro. <laughs> damn but i don't like fucking up period you feel me i don't like fucking up at all well but. that's because y'all virgos are a bit of a perfectionist going on low key, low key, low not key. to get into astrology too much but i know that like you're you've taught me things about astrology yeah and like you're real into that shit so a lot of my friends actually come to me of, i have this one friend yo she texts me and she's like when's the next full moon how am I supposed to know when's the next full moon? What am I? What do I, I mean, look you like? usually. Put I do though. <laughs> I mean, no way. That's the thing. But it's like I'm not an astrologer. Like I dibble and dabble in a lot of stuff, but I keep my mouth shut majority of the time because 
I don't speak on something else. I'm fully knowledgeable about it. And mm-hmm. if I'm not fully knowledgeable about it, I'm going to make that known. Same way how my pronunciation is trash. I butchered all those artists' names earlier. You know what I'm saying? But much respect to them. You know, that, that wasn't my intention. Same with astrology. Like, I just know a little bit. But with the information I do know, I do share. Because it's each one teach one. Period. True. And I feel like astrology... Astrology has a bad rep and that's only because people have people have put it in this certain category well i'm this sign so that's exactly why i am and you're this sign so i can't fuck with you that's bullshit it's complete bullshit and if Mm -hmm. anybody ever told you that they're lying to you let me tell you something we are people that are full of energy I could be talking to you right now. You know I'm a Virgo. But I could earlier you said I give you Aquarius vibes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is totally. because as a human being, we are able to embody different energies and different sign energies. You know what I'm saying? It's not so strict to I'm a Virgo and this is what I am and this is what I this is mm-hmm. why I'm like that. That's why there's sun, there's moons moon there's the rising you know there's your jupiter there's lilith there's all these different planets that come in and they they like that that shit has definitely gotten popular it does but you got to be careful about getting popular like costar Mm -hmm. is not a real app right and people people post costar all the time and i hate to be the the debbie downer to say that it's not real astrologers on that app you know what I'm saying? So you have to be careful of the intake of information that you get. And th- that's course. the same with anything online. That's the same with... Any- if I'm telling y'all listen to this podcast right now, do not take my word for word. Go Google it your damn self. Go research it yourself. Come up with your own opinions and come up with your own ideas towards this. Because I am not God. I do not know shit. Okay. That sounds really bad, but I'm just being honest. Like, you cannot hold... I'm human. I am human. I'm imperfect. I could be saying all these statements, and the next day I could be like, I don't even agree with that no more. I don't agree with that. I I completely changed my mind. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk Mm -hmm. to me like I'm the same person from five minutes ago. One of my friends told me that shit, and it stuck with me, because it's true. It's true. Your mind changes. That's true, especially on Twitter. Hello. That's why I'm going to delete delete my tweet. tweet. Girl. just delete that <laughs> i don't feel like that no more i was playing yeah like i'm, I'm gonna delete my tweet from an hour ago I, I don't feel like that no more sorry i'm i'm a new bitch i am I <laughs> i'm am a new person though. sorry people people fail to realize that the so, feelings come and go period and that's do. okay that's like, why journals and reflecting back is all important it's important bro because you get journal? it out like you let it out in any possible way and not saying that everybody should journal because journaling is not for everyone mm-hmm. okay cool but like you let it out. You move past it. Boom. You a new bitch. <laughs> like, that's like you a new person. Artists who do paintings. I'm pretty sure that's the energy they were feeling within themselves. And once they finish that painting, that energy's gone. Right. It's gone. It's you move past it. And Is you that get like it. styling for you? Like when you? I think like honestly, styling for me is a it's a mood. It's it's like almost like the playlist in a weird way. Like I'll sit and I'll think about something and I'll be like, oh, I wanna I wanna realize that idea or like. I want this character in my head to come to life. Like, I want this person. Like, when I did one of my first projects, which was, like, Nova. That's what, like, we called it. Shout out to Bugs. Is that the white? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, like, the girl, and she has on, like, it looks pink, but it's really an orange wig. And really? I thought that was pink all the time. <laughs> yeah, it was an orange wig. And, like, we put the fit together, and it was, like, for me, 
I was like, okay, like, I want this to be a character. Like, let's, mm-hmm. like, put some... It was really heavily inspired by, like, The Fifth Element, which is, like, one of my favorite movies from, like, just 90s movies in general. But it was like, I want this to be a character, and I want you to feel like this. Because I know, like, when I throw on fits, it's like, how will I feel today? Or, like, mm. if I'm feeling bad, it's like, I'm not going to throw on a shitty fit all the time. It's like, maybe if I'm feeling bad, I want to throw on a good fit. Because maybe that's going to boost my energy, and that's going to, like help me to be like all right you know what you feeling bad but like you you still you still that person you still kiana like that's a boss up getting your bag so it was like styling for me is very much like how am i feeling what do i want to convey right right now like what story am i really trying to like sell about myself or what do i want to feel like it's not even always about like a story for other people it's like what do i want to feel what do i want to get out right now like my last project that I did just like for myself my last look was Muse and like that was a really interesting one because it's like I just I've really came into like I want to be my own muse like I really want to like take away this like you have to be inspired by other people you have to be inspired by other things everything Mm. is like stop searching outside for what's already in you like it's already in you it's not on you it's in you Mm -hmm. period so it was just like I am my own muse like let me take inspiration from myself And I think everybody should take inspo from themselves. Like, stop reaching outside. Stop looking for, like, what does Susie have that Sally doesn't? That's not always the case. Like, you got it. You just not, you ain't unlock it yet. Like, you didn't reach that part of yourself. So, it's just, like, it's two different, two different ways. Do you you feel like you're, um... I'm sorry to go off topic. Do you feel like you're reverting back to your ways as a child? Like, going back to the things that you liked as a child? You know, watching the shows that you used to like or listening to the same music or, you know, just getting back to those ways? Partially, I think a lot of, like, my energy is very childlike mm-hmm. in a way. Like, I love to, like, just be like, this is what I used to love. So, like, hmm. how can I bring that to, like, what I love now? Because it's, like yeah you're a different person but like you're always gonna somewhat hold on to like who you were at a certain time period and I think like feeding my inner child is something that I try to do with a lot of my projects it's like like just like I said I was on YouTube like years ago ranting about different shit and here I am today (laughs) it's like here I am today wanting to talk about topics and wanting to talk and vocalize what I'm thinking because I don't always want it to be like just sitting with me do you feel like you and your art is yeah. like very inner child feeding? I am a fucking child till I die. I and you know, <laughs> I feel like sometimes I need to grow up a little bit, but it's also like fuck the real world and fuck what the fuck you call adulthood because at the end of the day I'm happy and I'm gonna do what the fuck makes me happy. That's why I watch so much cartoons, bro. I mean, Pe- but a ton of adults are children. They just old. <laughs> It's very, it's very, very true. Like, and I think, I think people overlook cartoons so much. Like, yo, they be dropping gems in there. They definitely do drop like real life gems in they a do. lot of cartoons. That's why I, I always revert back to my childhood. I, I know as. Do a you kid, feel like a lot of the cartoons you like sort of like express you? Yeah, I identify with the characters all the time, all the time. Sometimes I be feeling a little weird, man. One time, yo, I'll give you a joke. <laughs> One time I was talking to this boy and um, we were talking about TV shows and Netflix and Hulu. And I was like, yeah, I like watching Hulu because they have Adventure Time and Steven Universe. I ain't heard from that nigga since. I was like, oh, shit. 
I don't Did know. Did he really if w was, over some Steven Universe? It's probably not. If you probably <laughs> he's he was a bad texter, but that's besides the point. I was just like, oh shit. But most people, when they find out that I like cartoons, they're just like, what? Like nobody really wants to sit and watch Adventure Time or any of that. They're just like, bitch, put on some real people. I mean, but like, why not? Like, and I, I realized I can't tolerate watching live action too much. Like my friends were here and they were watching Goodfellas. I didn't want to watch. Like, I legit stayed in my kitchen just because I did not want to watch real people. Like, it's interacting, but I'm not... I pick up more from a cartoon than I pick up from a real-life movie. I'm, I'm paying mm. more attention to a cartoon. I'm paying more attention to what they say and how they do it. I feel like cartoons... I know you're also big on, like, anime. Yes. I feel like with animation, more attention is able to be delivered because... It's drawing, so it's limit. It's limitless to what you can draw. When it comes to real life movies, I feel like the budget may be a little bit more stricter. I don't fully know personally. This is how I feel. I feel like the budget may be a little bit more stricter. You can't have that scene look exactly how you want to make it look because it's not in the budget. But you can definitely draw that shit. True. You can draw it. That's why I, I wonder why in Kill Bill One, when they got to Lucy Liu's part, they drew it. You feel me? But it was so beautifully. It was, yeah. Yo. It was well illustrated. And I think, like, that's one of, personally, that's one of my favorite parts I about love that Kill Bill part. 1. It's, like, the fact that they drew that, like, they drew that, mm-hmm. everything, like, it was only able to be drawn to tell that story. That's what I'm saying. Like, Animation really trumps to me. Uh, it's, it's up there. It's up there. I yeah. feel that. I'm definitely going back to my childhood ways, you know? I was I was outdoors a lot, and I, I love nature, and I realized, yo, I'm old. If I do not walk outside, I'm gonna lose my shit. I don't know what I'm gonna I do think with that's this. That's how lockdown. we all feel. Quarantine 2020. Bro, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm about to do. I'm just like, but I, I read that they're not cops aren't gonna harass you. I'm like, I need to walk. I need to be outside. I need to hear the birds. I need to. I need to be out there. Do you feel like you serve a lot of your childhood with your cooking? No, not at all. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> which many of you don't know, of course, <laughs> Julia is like an amazing chef, like. She cooks from the heart and, like, puts mad intent into her cooking. She just made me a sausage biscuit, but it was not your average sausage biscuit. Like, that shit had, that shit had everything in it with the simplest ingredients. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I, I was thinking about this earlier today, too. The food that I cook isn't food that I grew up with at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I only started cooking because... Um, when I was 17, my mom, I was a senior in high school, my mom had me moving with my brother. My brother's five years older than me. I have, okay, I'm the youngest of 12, um, but I live with one of my brothers, Jelani. Jaleen and Jelani, you can't mess it up. So, um, <laughs> a package deal. You feel me? My brother wasn't about to cook for me. My brother was in college, my brother's working, you know, he don't got time to worry about his little sister and cook. So my mom, she would like, buy groceries for our apartment and she'll be like just make big ziti that's easy so i started off making big ziti but my mom did not cook big ziti in the crib that was not what i grew up on okay um and so then um i started venturing out more you know i started doing like fish and mac and cheese i I used to cook tilapia all the time but tilapia is not real fish y'all don't fuck with it tilapia is dead and if you ain't know that now you know hello (laughs) (laughs) um so, like, I made quesadillas and tacos and all this other stuff. My mom was making me lamb. I ate a lot of lamb. I ate goat, oxtail. Um, what's chicken. your background, by the way? Just just for the people to know, <laughs> what's your ethnicity? 
Um, my mom is from Antigua and my dad is from Jamaica. So I am Caribbean. But yeah, I was talking to my friends the other day and I was telling them all the meats I eat and they're like, I don't fucking touch that. Like, like I've eaten alligator. Um, I love pigtails, but I gave up pork. I gave up pork. I don't know why I did that. Um, pigtails, chicken foot. I love chicken foot soup. You know what I'm saying? That's um, real Caribbean of you. Yo, chicken foot soup <laughs> slaps. It slaps. So. Um, I love lamb. I love goats. I love beef, chicken, fish. You know, I, I eat it all to an extent. You know what I'm saying? But the food that I cook, like that biscuit I made you today, mm, don't make that. And my mom has a whole bakery, and my mom does not make the biscuits that I make. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what else do I cook? I, ju- I just, I cook a lot of stuff that is not Korean dishes. It's very, I used to cook Korean dishes a lot when I started cooking, but I, I've strayed so far from it. Like, and I feel like I should get back to it, but I just don't. I just, I don't know. It's not where my taste buds is at right now. I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I definitely, like, I can totally relate on, like, a cooking for your taste buds mm-hmm. type of shit. Like, my mom I know didn't make back baked macaroni and cheese. She never made baked macaroni and cheese. I make baked macaroni and cheese. She doesn't make shepherd's pie. I make that shit. You know, tortilla soup. What else? Like, none of the stuff. Even some of the shit I be cooking, my grandma's just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I've never <laughs> heard of this. Like, my friends were here, and I cooked tortilla soup, and I was like, I'll give you a little bit because I don't know if you're really going to fuck with this. But they, they ended up liking it. So. Where do you get, like, your, your meal ideas from? Like, are you just, like, off the top of your head, like, this is what I feel like eating right now? Or, like, are you a look-up-a-recipe type of person? Like I... I own a few cookbooks, you know what I'm saying? I definitely do look through cookbooks. Um, tortilla soup I got from my aunt who got from Pinterest. Pinterest is definitely a big thing for me. But these days, I just be like, nah, this will taste good with that. Like, I made a steak taco. It was so calm, though. It was, it was just tortilla that I warmed up. I put spicy cheese eggs. I put some steak that I had cooked. It was it was leftovers. That's the crazy part. Sauteed some red onions, put that in there, and then I put plantains in there. I was smacked though, but the plantains hit. Like <laughs> it was it was good. You feel me? It just be stuff that that just come up with, I guess. Are you a baker also? No. And I should be because my mom does, but I do not. Biscuits is as far as it goes. Like, that's it. I, I know how to do cookies. I can do cookies. I can do biscuits. But, like, all that other stuff? Mm-mm. What's your biggest success as, like, just cooking? Like, with something, like, you look at right now and you're like, yo, that shit is easy. And I thought that shit was mad hard. Hmm. That's a good, good question. Steak. Steak is something that I've recently conquered. I couldn't cook steak at all. But you want to know, I was getting a thin steak. I wasn't getting the real deal. Now I get the real deal. I, I get mm-hmm. like a, a ribeye from Trader Joe's and I, I know how to perfectly cook it to where it's medium rare, just the way I like it. Before I was having some well done steak. Don't eat well done steak. You're childish if you eat well done steak, okay? We don't do that over You heard here. it here. You feel me? <laughs> you heard it here. We endorse this message. <laughs> so that that that's something that being able to cook a steak perfectly my next step with steaks is to um start using rubs rubs mm. and i, I want to get into making sauces because i feel like a lot of food deserves a little sauce on it like i don't know i want to i want to learn how to marinate meat properly and the, and the thing about cooking is when you really get into it 
it's understanding spices and flavors. Right. Because the kitchenista said this one time. She was like, this person's mixing three different seasoning salts. I know they not. They don't know what they're cooking. I was just like, oh, shit. I'm like, that's so true. Because with seasoning salts like Laurie's, Goya, Obey, you don't fully know what's in there. You can't fully manipulate um, the food the way you want it to be. Right. So you, you got to understand those flavors. And that, that's the point where I'm at right now. Understanding flavors and spices and how they work and how to make it hit. Fire. What is like, what is something that you've realized like cooking, like just you're not into besides baking? Or like you haven't quite perfected it again and you just like haven't made it since? Rice, yo. And I should be ashamed. I should be ashamed. Rice and fried chicken. I hate making fried chicken. Fried I- chicken is specific though. Like I'm not like fried chicken is real specific. Listen, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm not seasoning my flour enough. I don't know if it's the oil that I'm using, but the fried chicken doesn't come out the way that I want it to come out. Like, if you get real good fried chicken from a Jamaican spot, it's, the meat is nice and soft and it's spicy. I can't get that. I don't know what I got to do to get it. I got to watch <laughs> another video, you know, because sometimes I'll, I'll follow a recipe and then I'll just wing it after a while. I'm like, oh, they said this isn't that. All right, I'll just do this. You know, mm-hmm. that, that I don't follow it through. So maybe that's where I'm messing up. And then with rice, sometimes I put too much water. And, you know, if the rice is too soft or too soggy, I'm just like, nah. Like the last thing I made, I cooked rice and peas like in 2018. And it didn't come out the way I wanted. I haven't touched it since. I was like, forget that. My mom be like two parts of water or something and a cup of rice. And I was just like, what the hell is all of this? I'm like... <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, not many people can make rice. So I don't yeah. think you like. And I'm I don't not think using... you're out of left field with that one, because not many people can make rice. Can you? I can. I know you Luckily. can. Luckily, of course you can. I don't use a rice cooker either. I think my life will probably be easy if I just stick to a rice cooker. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think I'm it's doing like it on it's, the stove. It's fifty fifty. Like I don't really know. I mean, I grew up and like my mom just has this big ass rice pot that she just handed down after hand down. So it's just like we just use that. But I'm not. I've never actually come into contact with anybody that uses a rice cooker. So like I'm not familiar with those. That's like low key foreign to me. That's really? like why you can't just do it the simple way and put the rice in the pot. Like, <laughs> I feel like a rice. My my grandma has a rice cooker, so I've seen her use it. But she also cooks. Rice on the stove, man. My mom makes a mean white rice. Damn, that should be good. Uh-huh. White rice is amazing. If you know how to make good white rice, it hits. It hits so miss. different. Like it hits so different. I, I love it. But um, yeah, she used a rice cooker and it comes out great too. But I don't know. It's I guess it's the rice to water portion that really be jacking me up. You know what I'm saying? I then when you, you do rice and peas, you gotta add coconut milk to so that. It, it, it's a lot of math. I'm not in school no more. I'll figure it out one day. Not now. Heavy on the math. Heavy on the hate <laughs> math. I feel you. But yeah, I think it's amazing how you have just like, you've perfected like little things in each area of where you find yourself like intrigued as an artist or just creative or just somebody that's just like wanting to learn something and you take it up and you perfect it and make it your own thing. And I think that that is like one of the things that I personally like totally admire of you just in general because it's like you're not super limited and like you to the point where it's like I asked you earlier like so what do you do 
and like what are you about to say that you do and it's just like you know how do you really translate what you do when it's like all these different things that you're interested in all these different things that you're working towards like who knows like one day come out with a cookbook like who knows you want to know so crazy I, i think that's the beauty about us um just being in this time period where a lot of millennials can be a jack of all trades we can do so many things it's not hard to pick up a new skill in this day and age it really isn't you know what i'm saying it's crazy that you you think that of me because me cooking is literally just me having to eat because my brother is not gonna feed me that that's really how it, it started off so for people to see that it's just like what like you I guess, I guess. I mean, but you like you do it, and you know, for those for those of you that do follow Julia at Kim on the Run, but for those of you that do follow her, and you see like these videos of her cooking, it's so much more. It's just so lively. It's like you really like put your love into it. I'm mean, embarrassed. I'm mean, you're really? lit. You you jamming whether it be like some some <laughs> throwback like eighties seventies old school vibe or just some like real new shit you're like you're there you're vibing you you talking to us you telling us what you're doing and then like you'll go back to it like way way later and you're like hey guys like i put my recipes just over here if anybody wanted to like i love that so it's just it's so much more like you make people want to like oh let me try this out because julia made that look mad easy but I am always so nervous and so scared to just post me dancing or me cooking. And I feel like it should be more professional. It should be like, it should be more organized. You know, you're not, you're not giving them good details. You're not explaining it properly. And for you to take it like that, it's, it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy because for my end, like I'll post a video of me dancing. I love posting videos of me dancing, but I'm always like, nah, girl, you wallet. You do too much. <laughs> delete that. Delete, delete, delete. You feel me? Or like, if somebody new comes to my page, I'm like, damn, you don't even know what you got yourself into. You probably thought I was going to be some low-key, quiet person. And here I am with like 10 videos of me dancing. But I'd be dancing to playlists now. So I, mm-hmm. it, it makes me feel less guilty, less bad. Because it's like, yeah, this is the playlist that I just dropped. And I'm listening to it. So enjoy that. But... I just be, I be mad scared. I be mad scared. Oh, no. I'll get I mean, over hopefully, it. you know, like, hopefully we see more from you yeah. in terms of whether it be, like, I love, like, that you've been super consistent with putting out these playlists. I think, like, we just all want to say thank you for that because these playlists, they represent, <laughs> like, a mood. And it's, like, you're putting people on to, like, artists that we don't know that might have dropped an album or an EP or something back in, like, 2018 Ain't nobody really listened to it, but like you putting them up in the front at this point mm-hmm. is like super important for them as well. Whether they know it or not, realize it or not, it's just like you're putting us on. You're like you're giving so much more to it because like it's also a thing with videography and like sometimes a video can affect the way that you listen to a song. Like sometimes you might like the song for the video. You're like, I remember that video back in the day with so and so. Yes, like. That's how, I, like, it's sometimes, it's just such a connection with everything you do. That's why it's so funny that, like, yeah, you cook. You do, you you journal. Mm-hmm. You do a ton of things with, a like, station. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> scrapbooking. Like, you're so into so many different things, but you make it all into, like, one. And I think that that's super important to who you are as, You're like, the greatest. You're amazing, because <laughs> you put out stuff 
and you just don't know where what and how it's being received i don't get a lot of feedback like like i said i'm i personally believe that i'm extremely low-key and you're a low-key genius hey i fit right in ow (laughs) so um it's just it's it's really crazy that it's received that way like when i was doing scrapbook videos i didn't really think people fuck with stationery like that you know i don't got i don't have friends that are into stationery that scrapbook like it's so hard to find people that that's like you can't see but right there that's a whole craft cart right behind this couch there, there's a whole bunch of scrapbooking stuff stickers um tape books everything and it's just like pe- people don't know that about me people don't i don't know oh no i feel like i'm rambling people don't i mean people don't know that about you and like it's okay if sometimes it's like something that you just want to keep for yourself but i think like a great thing about today and the amount of connections that we can have with like social media just like the internet youtube whatever the case may be instagram is like you're able to find those people some way somehow like that are interested in the shit that you're interested in in the way that you're interested in it it's that's like, the beauty of it that's the beauty of a concert you know how many friends i've made from concerts bro exactly a lot of my friends have come from concerts or a lot of my friends have me come come from me simply just walking up to them be like hey my name's julia you seem like a cool person like real life like i just go up and i start talking to people i feel like that was off topic. that's dope. sorry guys nah <laughs> it's just it's dope how you've like you found your niche like you found what you like and you do that in your capacity here here, here's the thing though about being a millennial and finding your niche am i going to be able to make a living off of this that that i mean just like when we were talking about youtube you would have never known back then yeah that you could make money off of youtube the way the way they making money off of youtube like you might have thought like bread bro they making bread they building houses hello money money i'm just like wow who 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 saw that coming but yeah it's true so it's just it's like something you really gotta like take that risk on and Mm -hmm. that's what i think I admire anyway about a lot of us today is like willing to take this risk on something Fearless. that you have no idea if it's gonna make you money or not. Like, mm-hmm. and niggas gotta eat at the end of the day. Niggas got to eat, and I'm I'm willing to do a nine to five to to fund my dreams. You feel me? And that's another thing. Like, not sitting here like degrading the fact that like people are working regular jobs. Like, I think one of the things that came out of like this whole coronavirus situation is like. Y'all really better be thankful for them people that work at Dwayne Reed and CVS. And y'all better be thankful for them people that do deliveries. Mm -hmm. Because that's important right now. That's what we need. That's an essential of what we need right now. And it's like, you don't know which which sort of like job title, which sort of career, which sort of path is going to be important when it's important. Like, you have no idea. But I've always said this too. Like, people try to downplay the the jobs that are not mainstream like doctor lawyer mm-hmm. you know nurse all that other stuff and i think that's complete bullshit you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day if they're not gonna do it who the fuck gonna do it we need them just as much as we need you you know exactly. what i'm saying people try to they try to send their kids to go to school for all those things and it's just like nah nah there's other jobs that are important like i remember i was explaining to my family like i can make money being a photographer but they didn't understand that. They didn't get it. Right, because in their mind, it's a high, how the hell are you going to make money taking pictures? It's a hobby. <laughs> like, That's what they grew up. It grew, growing up, it, it was considered a hobby. 
But I, I was just like, yo, look at that billboard right there. How the hell do you think they got that picture? Who do you think took that picture? A photographer took that picture. And that's as simple as a billboard. You know what I'm saying? There, there's so many other ways to make money versus lawyer, doctor, nurse, you know. There's, there's so many other different ways, but it's not And you can use those alleys to, like, make money and support what it, what it is that you're trying to do That's elsewhere. That's true, because they're like, creative in other, in other fields as well. Everybody is so multi-talented right it nobody's ever limited to anything and that's the great thing about being human being a person being honest thank you so much julia for talking to (laughs) us today and being the second guest and especially just like coming being so open letting the people know who you are and what it is that you do and i just can only hope that y'all as an audience would take heed and like just be so interested in anything to like follow through with it whether it be in like completely different capacities whether it's like you just want to take something up as a hobby and like you're going to run with it don't be discouraged and I think it's very important to the effect of like what Julia is saying just like don't sit here and think like I'm so weird I'm so weird you're only weird for this point in your life like who the fuck knows where you're about to be years later and it's crazy too because somebody may think that you're weird but other people think that you're super cool so that that's don't just be discouraged yeah thank you for having me it's been amazing you know sorry if i was rambling guys love you <laughs> thank you guys for listening in on the second episode of low-key genius and once again i'm your host at kiana.mtriplej on instagram also at low-key genius and you can find this podcast on spotify and soundcloud and thank you for having me my name's julia um you can find me on instagram at kim on the run kim on d a run